0: Yo, what up y'all? It's your boy D Will Back at it again with another another excuse me. Another episode of the D Will Show. Episode 103, I believe. Um, with my guy Von. Von Wafer, former NBA player, um, pro player all around. OG, what up, bro? Uh Von Wafer, former NBA player, gonna be tapping in with me. Um If you guys haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, D Will Show. Uh, I'm on Google, Apple, Spotify. The D Will Show is all over. Um, If you you not already, go follow. Stay in tune with the new new episodes. Every episode I upload the same night um, on there. So if you guys don't, please, please, please go follow. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Episode 103. Vaughn Wafer, see if I can get my guy Vaughn in here, got my cousin Nene in here, got the OG, John Lucas in the building, OG let me know man, we gotta do a part two OG, let me know when you are free man, we can work it out, uh, yeah so Vaughn, Vaughn Wafer if you guys don't know, uh, I've been watching him since I was knee high bro, playing with bro on NBA Live, oh look like he tapped in. Let me add them in now.
1: Vaughn, bon, what's up, bro? Chillin'. What's up with you? How you doing? I'm good, bro. I can't
0: complain, man. First of all, I just want to say thank you for, you know, for taking time out your day to come on my platform and just, you know, just talk to me for a little bit, you know, kind of tell your story, you know, to help uplift, you know, anybody that maybe have a similar path that you had, you know? For sure, for sure. So thank, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure, man. Sir, it. for time, man. It's crazy because I remember, moving with you on NBA Live. You know what I'm saying, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it just brings back good childhood memories. So That's I'm excited at. for this one. Um, for you, bro. You know, being from Louisiana, growing up, how was your upbringing for you? How did you really get involved in sports? And how was just your childhood? Oh, uh, you know, I've been
1: playing um, sports ever since I can remember. Um, yeah, I was born in Louisiana, out in the country, out in Lisbon, Louisiana. Uh, it's probably about five miles from Homer. Um, before I was even old enough to, you know what I mean, see what was going on or even have a conscious, we moved to Virginia. Okay. So I kind of grew up in Newport News, Virginia. Um, and I moved back. When I was uh, 14, I was in the ninth grade, I moved back and stayed with my dad. And okay. I stayed in, I stayed you know, pretty much in Louisiana from that point on to now, to my age to thirty six. I'll be thirty seven this month, twenty first. So, okay. So I kind of grew up in Newport News in my early childhood years, and then kind of transitioned back to Louisiana. So,
0: okay. That's now, nice. how did you get? How did you get involved with sports? You know what I mean. Did you play all type of sports, and what kind of led to you? You know, picking that ball up and kind of making that your career.
1: Uh, I just think. You know, I just came out my mom out my mom's womb probably playing sports. You know, okay. ever since I, I guess I started like in first grade where they used to have PE class. Okay. Um, I used to kind of win all the the tests they used to test us and stuff like that. So yeah. I used to win all the tests, so it's pretty much was on from there, uh, first grade to 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 now. Yeah, definitely. What, what was that moment for you, like, did you really
0: realize, like, all right, I'm really good with hooping, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we do it as a yeah. youngin', you know what I mean, To we really hit reality. What was that <laughs> moment for you when you was like, all right, I'm really I'm really nice with this, I'm like, I'm gonna keep going with it? You know, that's a great question,
1: because I really didn't realize how good I was till later in life, you know, um, but when I realized that I might have a chance is when I was playing AAU when I was uh, 11th grade summer. I was playing with the Wings organization. I never had really went and played against other kids outside of, you know, my my section or whatever, my district or whatever you want to call it, Louisiana. True, I grew up when I was young, Virginia, AAU is real big, but in the country town that I grew up in, it's not really something that we, you know, we have access to. So long story short, I bumped into some – people and got lucky, got an opportunity to go to play for uh, the Arkansas Wings. And when I went on that national tournament and I was playing against other kids, I was like, hold up, yeah, I might I might have a chance. So You yeah. like can say that was the first time I really felt like, you know, I could do something serious with the ball. So, now, when you really
0: played AAU ball, was there any like players that played in the NBA that you were like going up against and stuff like that, like? you know, we're like people that were like number one in the country that you were able to
1: see for the first time? Oh, yeah, um, it was the first time like, it was like, I came up in the era where the first time, where I came up in the era with LeBron. So like okay. LeBron was like the first athlete that kind of took that, that high school thing to a whole nother level. So I came up into that. Yeah. And, the aura just around him, and just seeing him, is like, yo, he's different from everybody else. Like yeah. I'm doing the best I can. I'm going hard as I can go. I usually be killing everybody, but it's like it's something different to him. So the first yeah. time I saw LeBron, okay, he's he's the toughest toughest I ever played against.
0: I mean, oh, okay. As far as, okay. far as high
1: school, as far as probably any
0: level, okay. Um, for you, you know what I mean? When you really made that your career and you went through, how was your high school career as far as, as far as hooping? You know, did you have a, you know what I mean? Cause some people have, they enjoyed it, you know what I mean? They kind of hit reality, you know, how was your high school career, you know, and how did it ultimately lead to your, your choice to go, you know, playing D1 ball?
1: Basketball is like my escape, you know what I'm saying? It was like my, my happy place, you feel me? So. Um, Playing in high school, I loved to play. They couldn't keep me out of playing five on five. I just didn't know much about the how you developed your game. Like, I I wish I would have knew more about that, the individual yeah. one But where I come from, we just play sand, sandlot, sun, sun up and sun down. So that's all I knew was five on five, 21 tap, whatever, two on two so long as it was something like that i was down but when coach tried to pull out them cones and try to have me doing all this and all that i wasn't really feeling that <laughs> yeah but i learned i learned that that's how you get good <laughs> so. yeah okay but i love the i love the hoop if it was some hooping i don't care who playing out there you can you can kind of you can come on at it yeah
0: for sure
1: okay now when you
0: really was you know coming up and like I said you were learning how to really play the game Who were like some of your favorite players that you were watching that kind of you know what i mean that kind of made you fall in love with the game more or that you may have tried like okay i'm gonna try that move i'm gonna take that
1: move i had to say michael jordan because um i used to always try to emulate him you know my mom she would work you know on weekends i get to go over to like my auntie house and they had a goal and i always be trying to in the parking lot try to all right, this dude got this many points. since game seven, and not always him being Michael Jordan in the game. Yeah. I had to say Michael Jordan for sure. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, You know, I mean, you played your high school career, and then you signed to Florida State. What led to your choice of going to Florida State, and what were like the main factors that you were looking for and making that choice of where you were going?
1: Um, I made that decision because, like, you know, to be I'm gonna be 100 and be completely honest me and my cousin used to always you know play the play the video games with well, my uncle okay. we always play the video games and i'd always want to get the best team like i always like if somebody's ranked number one i'm like i want to play with them he's like yeah. always trying to get the best team it's like why don't you why don't you play with the this team and try to help build them up and try to yeah. beat the best team so florida state at the time was in the middle of trying to you know get his thing together in a great conference so i'm like let me go try to be a part of that situation and help, you know, rise up to prominence, you know, so Yeah. I thought it was it was cool. That's just that's just how I was thinking at that time. You know, what yeah. I'm that's just the were there truth.
0: any other schools that you were looking at or you really had your uh, mind made up
1: already? Uh Texas uh Texas but okay. well, you know they had just lost T J Ford and I I had it programmed in my mind. They lost T J so like like but they Had Royal Ivy, who turned out to be a pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and then they had a great team that that team was Lamarcus Alvarez, PJ Tucker, yep. Um, uh, Abraham, uh, Alvish. I mean, just imagine if you threw me in the mix with that, but still, I, I think I made a great decision to go to Florida State. But Texas was in the mix, LSU was in the mix, that would have Ooh. been Arkansas is in the mix. Though, though, I had some really good situations, and I'm just blessed to. Even have those schools recruit me. Yeah. All did you go on? Groups. Did you go on business or any of them? No, I ain't even go on business, man. I'm, I was from the country, like we didn't know nothing about no, <laughs> no business. And I I would see the movies though, blue chips, but I ain't even yeah. understand what I was looking at. You know, I I would watch. I watched that movie so many times, but. When you're young, you're just like, this is cool. You know, Penny Hardaway on here, hooping and yeah. dunking on people. You're not looking at them take the visits. You're not looking at the politics. You're not looking at, yeah. you know, all that type of stuff. But I wasn't really into no business. I was just wanting to get to the hoop pretty Definitely. much. I feel you. Okay. Um, not to get
0: too personal or anything, but whatever you willing to share, mm-hmm. um, what was kind of something that you went through that kind of made you the man you are now that kind of was like a mountain in front of you at one point? And life, rather it was just
1: ball, life, anything. i say the last four years of my life. Um, it's crazy because I played basketball and I just was just raw ability, raw talent. Yeah. When I really figured out how to learn the game is when it kind of got hard for me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what, what happened. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is, this is the time for me now to really get to the bag, to really show y'all what I can do. And it's just like... I don't know what happened. It's just like one thing after another kept happening. But the yeah. last four years of my life, um, I haven't played basketball. I just continued to just man, I guess I like I say, just God just dropped me off in the middle of the jungle and I just had to make my way back. But the yeah. last four years have been just grinding, trying to become a better version of myself, just trying to figure out and learn things that I didn't really learn because I had ability to play basketball, so those yeah. things that I didn't learn, they kind of got, they they kind of got moved out the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you get older and you don't have that, you have to learn. and You got to adapt. So yeah. that's that's the the last four years of my life. They've been the best four years of my life too. You know, playing basketball is cool, but learning to be a better version of yourself is a lot cooler. I think that takes it a lot further. So I definitely. had to say, the last four years of my life. Definitely, definitely.
0: I'm glad you shared that because I think. You know what I mean? That may really help somebody. That may feel like, you know what I mean, trying to better themselves. You know what I mean? When you so, feel like what you're accustomed to and what you're used to, you know what I mean, is not the the norm anymore. You know what I mean? No. Okay. So, the Michelle, the better
1: version you are of yourself, the better chance you're going to have of being successful. That's just... Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Okay, so you play your, you know, how was your, your
0: college career as far as hooping? You know what I mean? Like, you're in Florida State now, you know what I mean? Different different vibe than what you're used to. You got, you know, you said you weren't a big big fan of the cones and stuff like that, but college is like a different level of ball. How long did it take you to maintain to the college life as far as adapting different things that's going on? And did you Uh, have your mind always ahead of, like, I'm going to the league after one year or, you know what I mean? Like, how was your mindset when you first touched down uh, on Florida State?
1: Yeah, I had my mind (coughs) set on, like, the NBA. And when I got to college, it kind of was an experience that I wasn't accustomed to. So it's like my mind on the NBA, but dang, what's all this going on? Like I ain't never seen that like that before. Like, so I had to kind of try to juggle with that. Like I'm from the, I'm from, you know, I grew up living in the backwoods. Like it's it's like 200 people that go to my school and we K through 12. To coming into the middle of Tallahassee, where it's like a melting pot. You got girls coming from Miami. You got girls coming from yeah. Jacksonville. You got Spanish girls. You got <laughs> like it was a, it was it was a bit overwhelming. And yeah. I'm, I got freedom. I could just do what I want. I got five hundred on this car. Like what? Yeah. I'm just coming from eating noodles. So yeah. it was just like I had to. That kind of was had my mind occupied. And the end goal is which what I should have been thinking about was getting to the NBA, and how could I do that? just working hard, just not being a pain in the butt to my coach, listening to my coaches because they don't put me in the best position possible because they trying to win so the more you win, the better you play, the higher you go in the draft. but I had got occupied with all those other things that I had never seen before, so my yeah. college experience was. It was, it it resembled in my play. You know, it was up and down. It was inconsistent. But I showed flashes here and there. People could see the ability, but it just wasn't consistent enough. And I think that contributed to a lot of it, not being outside of my environment. The first time being outside of my environment, being free, it was a little bit too much for me. Yeah, okay.
0: But, you know what I mean, You, you declared for the draft. How was the whole draft process? Did you have a bunch of workouts with different teams? You know, how many workouts did you have? Like, how was that whole process for you? I know it's like, you know what I mean, a dream to really even be in that position. So for you, how how was that whole process for you as far as the draft process and stuff
1: like that? Uh, that process, that's the that's the, I think, the most serious I had gotten about basketball in my life. And that was great because I was unlocking potential that, I had never seen before out of myself. I was doing things I had never done before, even in college. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hold up, this dude going where? That dude, hold up, I'm coming down windmilling this thing. I'm coming down hitting 10 threes in a row, but the damage already was done. Like I had already was in college for those two years and I didn't lock in like I was supposed to. And I just tried to turn it on. And I ended up getting drafted in a beautiful situation But it it was to Los Angeles, and that's kind of like the whole situation in Tallahassee again. I'm getting to L.A., and I'm like, man, hold up. that, Like, God, like, you got everything. You know what I mean? It's like, dang. And so, you know, it was a little bit overwhelming for me too. Um, Yeah. But that's how that process was. Yeah. So when you
0: get that, you know what I mean, you get that call, you know, you get drafted, what, 39th? to the Lakers, you know what I mean? You're going to L.A., you know what I mean? You're going to a historic franchise. You're going with Kobe, you know, stuff like that. How was that? Was that like a – I know it's a special moment. Yeah. But, like, what was your emotions when you were going through all that, when you really realized, like, man, I did it, you know what I mean, coming from where I come from, went through what I went through, to finally be on
1: that big stage and say, I made it, I got that call? I felt like I had (laughs) – unlock the level on the game nobody had ever had ever been to before. It's like I don't even know what to do now. I don't know like I don't know what's what I ain't ain't nobody never made it this far. So like what do we do? Like I don't even know who what enemies to look at. We on a whole new so it was just dealing with that I was in uncharted yeah uncharted water. So I was just kinda learning as I went. You know what I mean, and, and that could be a good or a bad thing. But you know, I definitely learned a lot for somebody. So you know, hopefully,
0: yeah.
1: I have some children or I have some kids or someone I can mentor because I didn't go through all those bumps and bruises for nothing. But it definitely. Definitely was a, it definitely was a learning experience for sure.
0: Definitely okay. Now, for you, how did you how did you maintain as far as like? What comes with getting drafted? You know what I mean. You got family and friends coming out of nowhere. You know what I mean. You got the spotlight. You know what I mean. You got to maintain money. You got to maintain. You know what I mean. Your mental. How did you really stay focused and really block all that noise out to really stay focused on the main so
1: goal? Only, only way I stay focused is when I'm playing basketball. But every, mm-hmm. everything outside of that was kind of chaotic. But yeah. when I got to my my game, when I got drafted by the Lakers. My time to shine was like in practice, shoot arounds. They had to tell me so many times, yo, you need to chill out, you're going too hard. This is just shoot around. I'm yeah. like, what you talking about? This is my game right here. Like this is this, this my, this yeah. my time to hoop, I'm sorry. So yeah. if, um, we would do three on three, I'd be happy about those days. And then before the game is where I really, you know what I'm saying, was like, "This is, this is my game this is my time to get away from all that I'm going through. It's chaotic. I'm I'm not even knowing what's coming with having all this. Was, you know what I'm saying? But while I'm out here before this game starts, where the rookies are supposed to play and we go going each other, this is just, this is like my game tonight. So yeah. it, was a, it was a kind of a unique experience. I don't really think people knew what I was going through, or maybe they did. I don't know. But my rookie year was, man, it was a lot coming at me. It was full speed. But those are the times that I really got to enjoy myself, and I yeah. was really my happiest. It's like before the games, if we did two-on-two, three-on-three, or in shoot-around, so okay. that's how my rookie year was. Okay.
0: Um, for you as a whole, like, what has the game of ball really taught you that kind of helped you at life? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I know you talked about, you know, being focused and blocking out noise and stuff like that. But, like, what has it really taught you that you kind of still use today?
1: The game of basketball showed me a lot because i got to really see how see the truth in people mm-hmm. it's like i don't really think people know how people really are or how they can be and when you playing basketball you can see a different side of people you know what I'm saying? you can especially if you're good at it and you're getting a lot of attention you you getting all that. You, it, it'll bring a different side out of people that normal people may not get to see. And yeah. as I transitioned to not playing basketball, I just see a totally, completely different side of people. So ball kind of, not kind of ball really showed me, showed me the truth. It, it, it showed me a lot of truth and ball just showed me, it gave me a lot of experience and a lot of season. You know, yeah seasoned me a lot. It helped me be around different cultures, helped me see different ways of life, and ball did a lot for me. Definitely. Um, To kind of piggyback off of that,
0: I know you, you know, played, played in the NBA for a while, and then you kind of went across, you know, went across the water. How was that culture over there? It's totally different as far as time and food and language and just even a different style of play. You know, how did you maintain that life over there? You know, stuff like that. But I know you Play for play for some teams. Yeah. And like, what was like your favorite? You know what I mean? Area or whatever team that you enjoyed the most too.
1: Um, I had to say I learned a lot in China because, you know, um, you know where we come from. You know, you know how it is. We listening to when we young. We listening to what we listening to. We caught up in there. Yeah. We, we caught up into some whole other type of vibes. When I got to China, it's like they they don't they don't play none of that. It ain't like it ain't you get you away from all of that and you just kinda get to look at things from a different perspective. So I had to say China because there's so much structure there. Yeah.
0: And
1: they really they really don't they really know nonsense. So I got to live into that and, and try to try to implement that into my lifestyle even when I came back. You know yeah. over here to america where you know hopefully things get better you know we're in trying times and things will get better but, Definitely. You know, but when you're able to to get away from that and see things from a different perspective it gives you a whole different different look at life and china i got to do that a lot you know i know china has their difficulties they're facing yeah you know, we all have our difficulties we're facing but that's just the honest way to answer that question i really really got to focus on myself and really got to look at a lot of my insecurities a lot of my flaws and try to improve them while I was on there cuz it's so much pressure. Definitely. So. Definitely. Okay.
0: Uh, what were some of your favorite matchups in the NBA? You know uh, who were some of the like your favorite ones you uh, like Garden who was I know you said Brown was one of the most toughest ones like do you have any other ones that you, you I know, used kind to, of was tough for you. I used
1: to, you know those guys are the superstars so Like, I enjoy going against guys like Kobe, going against guys like LeBron. I'm going to be up for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be turned, But it's only so much the coaches don't let me do on that assignment. They're going to usually have the guy they're paying the most guard, those guys. But I used to look forward to going against guys like J.J. Redick. Guys like that because those are guys that I feel like, let me dominate this guy because, you know, we kind of in the same, like, same, like, you know, yeah, wrong category or whatever you want to look yeah. at it. Score. So I look at guys like JJ Redick, and I just want to try to dominate them because, for one, they were making so much more money than me, and for two, I just just wanted to prove I belong. So those I, I look forward to those type of matchups more so than the Kobe's and the Lebrons and the okay. D-Waters because the coach he not gonna really let me guard them that long. You know, yeah. so with JJ Redick, me and him you know what I mean, uh, or uh, Rudy Fernandez, those type of guys, or Kyle Corbett, we're going to be guarding each other the whole time. So, yeah. you know what I mean, I kind of okay. look forward to those matchups.
0: Okay. Um, for you, bro, if you could sit at a table with five people, anybody, dead or alive, and uh-huh. just talk about life, finances, whatever, who would be your five that you would just want to sit with them and just pick their brains?
1: That's a good question. I had to do a lot of background research on, on yeah. people. Man, that's a great question. Dang, who would I... Man, I can't even... That's a great question. I had to really think about that because my answer okay. would be some totally different... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would be some... <laughs> Makes, sense. Makes sense, okay. So, so we'll, uh, we'll,
0: we'll talk about that later. I'll hit you up later show. when we can figure that out. Let's um. So this question right here, the last two I got for you, bro. This question right here is probably my favorite one. You know what I mean? Especially people, you know, from my area of Chicago. Um, I just love to hear what the answer is gonna be. If I was to say, Yo, Vaughn, I want you to give me five people all time from your city to rock with you in five on five, uh huh. Who would be your five that you like, all right, my five right here, we ain't coming off the court. You know you in there, just give me four. You know what I mean. But if you in there, I need I need uh who coming off the bench? Who coming in for
1: Uh, somebody? Man, that's a tough one right there. Cause I gotta leave a lot of people off the list. (laughs) But I know I would want on my team in his prime, and I would put him up against a lot of people. (laughs) My cousin Mario. Okay. You know I'm saying I had to, but after that I can't really. It's too tough. You know, yeah. my cousin Mario is one of the most naturally gifted basketball players I've ever seen. People always laugh at me, but I know what I'd be looking at when I'm analyzing yeah. talent, and I and I'm critiquing and looking at what this guy can do without working out, what this guy can do without lifting, and looking at what this guy can do with all of that, and then matching it up. And yeah. he's he's pound for pound one of the best I done seen because this dude didn't have no skill work. No training, no working out, and and just unguardable. So, like, I had to put him on my team, but that's okay. I can't stop for that one. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't want to offend
0: nobody. There's so many, so so much talent. Okay. So, okay. Um, so the you know last one, bro. You know, just a, a, a follow up, man. How are you? You know, I mean, mentally, as far as like everything going on in the world. You know, how's the fam? Like, how are you just holding up? In the crazy times of life we're in right now, like kind I'm, of like a mental health check for everybody because it's just, it just so much going on, bro. So I always want to, my guests, I know I've never met some of them in person, but I just want to always connect with them, and, you know what I mean? And just, you know what I mean? Make sure everybody's all right.
1: Man, I'm I'm introverted. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I spend a lot of time to myself meditating. So, you know what I'm saying? I spend a lot of time in the sun. And a lot of people think that's weird, but you know what I'm saying? I just try to connect from a different energy of some more like spiritual type stuff. And a lot of people yeah. think that I'm weird for that. But mentally, I can see what's going on. I can see we're in trying times. I can see that it's going to take, you know, a different approach to fix this. You know what I'm saying? I can see that, you know, it's a lot to happen. And people are, they have their attention on, a lot of other things. A lot of people are just, have their attention on survival. You feel like yeah. so they can't really even think about what's, until, yeah. what's coming ahead, but it's not good. So I, I got my eyes on looking at that and I'm just trying to best position myself so that when it does happen, when, when whatever is coming and whatever happens is, I can be on stable ground. I can yeah. have resources in the bank. I can have whatever protection I need to have in place. and. I can have, just be ahead of the curve, so yeah. I don't I don't have to fall off or... That's just what I'm looking at. I'm just trying to put a game plan together for the end game. Yeah. Trying to become the best version of myself daily. Definitely. That's just where yeah. I'm at mentally. Definitely, definitely. And my, oh, man, my perfect no, sometimes I, you know, I make mistakes. I'm not trying to be like I'm something... <laughs> Daniel's son, or some, or some, you know, like I'm Mister Miyagi. I still, yeah. I still, I'm still trying to figure it out too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just take a different approach.
0: You
1: know? Definitely, definitely. No, I man, I I
0: appreciate you saying that. You know what I mean? Because if you, you know what I mean, you got to be here to really connect with what you're saying. You know what I mean? So everybody got their own way of having an outlet. You know what I mean? So for you to even share what you do it may help somebody. You know, go try that and it'll help them mentally. You know, I hope
1: so. Man, spending yes. time with yourself and thinking and just really saying your affirmations to yourself, it'll it'll channel your focus and you can block out a lot of the bull crap. So
0: Definitely. try
1: it. You know, Definitely. anybody that's listening. Try to just spend a few fifteen, twenty minutes alone with yourself. I am somebody. I am great. I will wow. be successful. You know what I'm saying? Just speak speak life into what you want and you know, it'll enhance your focus. It'll enhance
0: your drive. And it'll, it'll, it'll help you a lot, trust me. So. Definitely. And I wanted to ask you this too, man. Um In your bio, you know what I mean, what that really stuck out to me as far as, like, really getting to know you to prepare for this interview.
1: Uh-huh. um, What
0: kind of was, like, the reasoning behind that? Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that really connected with with me as far as, like, because I'm going through some things mentally. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as, I just lost my pops, you know, at the beginning of the year. So Sorry, for you to know. say something like that, you know, what was the reason behind that? Because I think that was really dope. You know what I mean? If people don't know what you have in your bio,
1: um, which about which part? Because
0: I, I, uh, I think let me see, let me just check your bio real quick. It was um,
1: Sorry, lost, bro. you had
0: a give it all, so you have no regrets, and I think you had something yeah. else too when you were saying like I've uh, went through. Certain situations, so you didn't have to, you know, stuff right, like right, that. Right? Yeah. Um, just that's, how did you? Man, bro, that was just so you know mind-boggling to me because it's like, yeah, people don't really say stuff like that, or they're really not too focused on what other people may be going through. You know.
1: I'm just I'm. I feel like I'm a giver. You know what I mean? I I sometimes that's got me into trouble. Sometimes it's it's got me out of trouble. I just want to help people because, like that struggle i just went through man i don't want nobody to go through that because that it was a lot of dark days depression that is overwhelming like to feel that that anxiety to feel that so i'm like i don't want nobody feeling that so i just try to just just try to be a great example i used to try to get on here and be like motivation monday but i don't think people want to hear all that preaching you know yeah so I just try to just work hard every day and just trying to get myself into a good position so people can be like, damn man, I remember when that dude was tripping. Now I look at him. Yeah. And I'm just not. I'm not gonna high side on you. I'm gonna be like, listen, you can do it too. You know. Yeah. Just encourage. I just want to help people just not have to go through that struggle, man. It's difficult. Yeah. We gonna have to go through the struggle, but it's it's better going through the struggle while you're at peace, while you're happy, while you have. While you generating revenue? You have a good yeah. job. You have happiness, peace. It's gonna be a struggle regardless. So, just want to just help people deal with that, man. Because I know how it gets. It can make you tap out. It can make you quit. Cause it's overwhelming. Definitely.
0: You know what I mean? and yeah. the struggle is
1: it don't care about you being tired. It's like running on the treadmill, but you're stuck. So yeah, I don't want people going through that because that creates okay. a lot, of, a lot of anger. A lot, of, okay. a lot of tension, a lot of unease when people are struggling and when they're trying to survive. So, yeah. I'm to try to help alleviate that because it's it's a better way to live out here. Just got to change a few things about ourselves, just improve a few things, do a few things differently. Bam, you know. So, yeah. But I got to okay. get in that position first where people really listen to me. And that's what I'm just focusing on.
0: Definitely. And then the last one for you, but I'm sorry, I ain't know I don't know if I'm holding you up or anything, uh, but my little my little bro just asked the question. He's you know what I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Um, coming up with with hooping, he's nice with it. You know what I mean. He's getting the attention. You know what I mean. Yeah. He got the game. I'm gonna give him I'm
1: gonna give him the real. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you what people are not gonna tell you, and then this is gonna have people looking at you crazy. But when you are the man, it's a lot that comes with that. I know everybody, like, we on the team together. We on the team together, but we all trying to make it. And it's looking like you got the best chance right now, so that can create a little bit of energy. But you still got to just keep everybody on the same page, keep everybody working. You got to be the hardest worker. When you're the hardest worker, your coach will look after you and hit everybody else. You can be the leader, everybody else will follow. It's it's a lot that comes with being the man. Like, you have to deal with the attention you're going to get from girls, that can be distracting. You gotta deal with the attention that you're gonna get from haters. It's a lot you gotta gotta juggle with when you become the man. You gotta get your work in because when you become the man, everybody coming at you. It's a lot you gotta deal with when you becoming the man. You gotta deal with a lot. And the best way to deal with that is to lean on the people you love the most, lean on your coaches because that's who you're gonna need. You're gonna have to lean on to your coaches because they determine a whole lot. Trust in your coaches, put your work in, and and block out all that other stuff. You know, yeah. Listen to what your coach is saying. Listen to, listen to who you trust in your family. You need to work on this, son. Work on your left. You need to listen. Don't just be like, I ain't trying to hear that. I just had 30. Now listen to cool. that critique, to that uncle that's like, you need to work on your left. You need to get stronger. I know you're killing. So I know that was a lot, but you want to be the man, you got to deal with all that
0: stuff. Definitely, definitely. Man, Vaughn, bro, I just want to say thank you again for just taking time out. You know what I mean? I know you said you kind of like to be yourself a little bit. But, you know what I mean, this interview right here was definitely probably one of my favorite ones because you really opened up, you know what I mean, and really told your story. And you gave a lot of games, you know what I mean, that people can use. Um, so I just want to say thank you again for doing this, bro. It really mean a lot. Thank you for so, having Y'all definitely. be staying, man. Keep grinding. Keep pushing. Definitely. All love, man. We'll be in touch. I'll stay in touch with you. And uh, man, hopefully, we can do a part two soon, bro. That's a bet. I'm here. Just hit me up. Okay, okay. definitely. All love, bro. I'm going to talk to you. All love. Peace. Yeah, y'all. There you have it. Von Wafer. I think it's like episode 103. Um. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Interview right there. Um, no lie, that's probably one of my favorite ones. It was just so, it was just so, uh, learning, you know what I mean? Learning mentally what you can do to help elevate yourself um, to get to the next level. Um, Thanks to everybody that tapped in. Let me see who's all here. Uh, my cousin, EJ, my homie, OG, John Lucas. Like, I appreciate y'all for, for tuning in because it really was a, uh, It was a good episode, you know what I mean? You you got to learn from an NBA vet what he had to go through to get to that level. Um, EJ, I hope you got that game he gave to you, uh, little bro. Really use it. I'm going to have it on my YouTube. Crop it. Use it. Listen to it, you know what I mean, when you're grinding. And, uh, man, keep going, little bro. I'm watching you from afar. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. All love.